betting against your favorite team, betting on a late night get back just because. Gambling's supposed to be fun, and we're always going to keep it fun here on the Gambling Edition of Sixth Year Seniors. And now, from a smoky sports bar off the Las Vegas Strip, after the final tickets have been cashed out for the evening, counting their money, or what's left of it, it's Alan Capps and Mike Watson, the Sixth Year Seniors! Mikey, you having fun today? Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's fine. It's whatever. No, 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 we're supposed to be having fun! Fun here! Fun is the key term. No, college football isn't fun. I told you that on Monday. <laughs> it's not fun anymore. <laughs> oh, just wait till next year. When there's 22 teams in the SEC. Yeah, boy. Yeah, sure. That's That, that sounds like a ball. We got Maction starting this week. Is that fun? Yeah. I'd rather watch the World Series. You mean, you, you tell me you're going to watch the World Series tonight rather than Kent and Akron? Yes, I actually am. There might be a local flavor to the World Series tonight, so it's, it's sort of my social responsibility to keep up with, with the local stuff. Uh, that's right. Your kid's uh, trying to save uh, save Arizona tonight. That too. So we'll see if we'll see if the milkman can, can get the series back to Texas. It'll be interesting. Well, okay, since we've already gone to baseball, let's go to college basketball as well before we get to our picks because college hoops starts in just a few days. Mikey, does that make you happy? That makes me that makes me happy. That, that, All right, there we I, go. I, 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 I can deal with that. Starts on Monday. Can you believe it? While we will be talking college football, college basketball will have already started. 2 p.m. Vegas time, the first game of note, Georgia and Oregon in Las Vegas, the Hall of Fame Classic on True TV. That's right. We've, we, we, we have to find True TV beyond... The NCAA tournament this year. That's good stuff. And then at 7 p.m., the other half of the Hall of Fame Classic, Kansas State at, not at, Kansas State and USC in Vegas. That's on TNT. Okay, so I guess, oh, so Turner gets a, Turner gets a little boost here from the, okay, all right. They get the, they get the, the main event, I guess. Okay. And if you're a real junkie, there's a couple games worth watching. James Madison opens the season at Michigan State. Madison should be a contender in the Sun Belt. That's on the Big Ten Network at five. Oh, but are they are they eligible for tournament play? Oh man, I I would guess not at this point. That would suck. Maybe if the Virginia State legislature will figure that out between too. now and then. You think so? I, I wonder if the Virginia AG has anything to do with that. Yeah, yeah, we'll see about that. Eastern Washington at Utah on the Pac-12 network at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Washington should be a major contender in the big sky. They're good enough to knock off Utah in that game if the Utah they, they are yeah. paying attention. And then on Tuesday, Atlantic Sun contender Florida Gulf Coast is at Indiana in the Big Ten network at 3.30 Follow that up with Big South contender Asheville playing Michigan, also on the Big Ten Network at 5.30. Not a bad slate of games there. No. No, of course. And, and the big one, though, is in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I don't know how they get teams to come there, but they do. Baylor and Auburn 
on ESPN at 6 p.m. Vegas time. They got a gimmick with the Pentagon Arena there. I don't know what the deal is. Wouldn't it be a lot better if those games were on freaking campus? Let's just get that out of the way. God. Uh, yes. Play some games so. at home, for God's sake. Well, no, wait, wait, wait. You're always ripping Duke because they only play at home. I'm saying play at home and home. So you can play a home okay. game and the next year you return the favor. That's how it works. It actually credit I'll credit John Shire because he's actually got John, uh, Arizona on for an alleged home and home coming up. I don't know if the first part of that's this season or next season, but allegedly Duke's actually going to go on the damn road. Props to John Shire for that, as much as I hate saying it. Also, did you see that Duke got the number one recruit in the nation and they and they uh, cut a Ku Klux Klan promo to, to, to promote it? I'm not sure if you're joking or not. Cooper Flag had a flaming had a flaming pitchfork for God's sake, with the with the lights all cut down and the and, and the, the 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 old English Duke font on the jersey and all this stuff. Yeah, v- very reminiscent of uh, of Charlottesville protests and and things of the like. Just very very on brand for the Duke basketball program. Just saying. Come on, there's very good people on both sides of that. Both sides, I'm sure. So that's the first couple of days. And by the way, you heard me mention this last week. It was in passing. Maybe you didn't. But grab Auburn now at 80-1 to to win the national title before they beat Baylor on ESPN. And everybody starts to notice them. Just saying. Not, not a bad number there. You have 80-1? to I'll, Yeah, I, I love that number. Let's see what other numbers we can find. Here in the college football week, we're in week 10 now. Can you believe it? We're in yeah, double they, digits. They released the stupid committee poll last night. I paid no attention to it. It's absolutely irrelevant. We're not going to talk about it, but that's where we're at in the season right now is that we actually have a playoff poll that the talking heads will will whine and get all into a tizzy about, as if it's not going to work itself out between now and uh, the first weekend of December. So, yeah. Ironically, just minutes ago before we started recording, I saw my first glimpse of the poll. Yeah, it irritated me, but it doesn't surprise me. It will work itself out. It's simple as that. It doesn't matter. It is literally irrelevant. My 10 plays are not irrelevant. How many do you have? My God, I've got 18. I just can't stay away. But remember, it's because it's fun. Fun, yeah. Loads of fun. Loads of fun. What you got this week? Let's see if we can get a mortgage play for the first time in three weeks. I got a hunch we might have we might have a couple in here. We're, we're gonna see. I, I'm starting in the in the Big Ten. There's a big number on a game featuring one of those teams that you saw in that playoff poll just a few minutes ago. Ohio State going on the road to what used to be the butt of all of our jokes, but now is one of our legitimately favorite teams. The State University of New Jersey, Rutgers. And I am taking all of those 18.5 points that are out there. The total is only 42, 18.5 is a lot of points on that. Simple as that. I have no other justification for it other than Rutgers is pretty good and Ohio State could totally sleepwalk through this game. That's a lot of points on a low total. Give me Rutgers plus 18.5. Well, actually, I see the total as 43, and I'm taking the under in that game for pretty much the same reason. Ohio State's offense is not that good. 
yes, Marvin Harrison will score a couple of touchdowns, but Rutgers can control the game, and I think this game's going well under 40. Sir. I, I, I see that the same way. Like I say, and that's just that's just a lot of points. That's a lot of points. I'm going to take them and, and roll with that. Got a couple of field goal games down here that I think aren't going to be anywhere near a field goal. First one, I'm trying to make sense of this line. Maybe this is a, a, a sucker play. Ole Miss only getting only laying three points at home against Texas A&M. A&M had issues with that bad South Carolina team last week. Now we expect them to go on the road and. Be competitive with that high-powered Ole Miss offense? What, what am I missing here? I don't know. I'm going to lay the three. That seems really, really cheap. Give me Ole Miss minus three. Uh, when you first said a field goal game, I thought we had a match here for a second. I'm getting but to I, that one. Yeah, that's what I think may be happening. I didn't look much at that game. I think I think a little bit more of A&M than you do, but I, I would hope that Mississippi beats them by more than three. I don't think A&M is necessarily bad, but I think oh, I think that's an insult to Ole Miss. If I'm Lane Kiffin, I'm, I'm holding that up, you know, it, with the with the big signs, and I'm hoping that Connor Stallions has the binoculars on it from across the stadium. <laughs> Ole Miss, I mean, that should be on that should be on their play call sheets this week. Ole Miss minus three. That's an insult. If I if, if I play for Ole Miss, they should be favored by a touchdown in that game. Come on. I will jump on the other game. We talked about this one on Monday. Notre Dame on the road, minus three at Clemson. Clemson's 4-4 four and four for a reason, and Dabo Sweeney went off on this big rant on the call-in show that apparently we're still doing nowadays uh, from Tyler from Spartanburg, who, who went off on this big rant. I, I, my guess is it was a plant. Some people are saying it wasn't. Uh, but Dabo's talking about all this disrespect. If you want to coach uh, Clemson better, why don't you apply for the job and all this stuff? Why is Dabo Swinney getting getting worked by by stupid fans? Notre Dame is way too good for Clemson to be worried about stupid ass fans on a radio call-in show. Notre Dame's going to carve that Clemson uh, defense up. Clemson, you just don't have the dudes this year. Simple as that. Notre Dame's got some dudes, and they're going to win this game by more than a field goal. Give me Notre Dame minus three. Yes, we do have a mortgage play now for much the same reason. Clemson, not that good. We talked about it on Monday. I think this line is set up simply because people don't realize yet how bad Clemson is, except for maybe Tyler from wherever the hell he was calling from, his mother's basement, no doubt. (laughs) That was hilarious, and Tyler deserved, he deserved that verbal beatdown. Of course, most sports radio talk show callers deserve a verbal beat down i i don't know maybe the producers picked the you know absolute stupidest callers man that was dumb and it was deserving college football coaches like controlled environments they don't like rogue callers coming in so that's why that's why i think it was a plant Dabo, i'll say this for the most part Dabo was right but he has no business getting into that argument on the air on a radio show during the season. That's absolutely ridiculous. Do better, Dabo. Oh, Moving on. Not? No, 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 no. He, he had every right to do that. Just because fans are stupid. He's got a right to, but sometimes sometimes you have to you have to be above the conflict. And and you're four and four. Just Dabo, let's just let's tone it down, buddy. Alright? Just a little bit. Well, he needed a win. He hadn't had one in a while. That's fair. We talked about this game a little bit, and again, this goes this is even a lower even a lower number out there. Army plus 18 and a half 
against Air Force on what was the is it is it 38 I, 31 it was a low low number whole lot of points two teams that yeah Air Force is going to win this game Air Force has more guys but uh but Army can hang around in this game that's way too many points for an Army uh, Air Force game give me Army in the points that should feels like an easy cover I'm on the under in that game and it's 31 and a half Look at that. So you're on the under of both the games. I'm taking the dog in both of those games. So I, 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 we, we've got some synergy going here. This is really good. Yeah, Service Academy games tend to play under no matter how low the total is. I think I saw they were like 23-6, and 23-6-1 in the last 30 games, something oh, like wow. that. And that's with these tiny, tiny totals that you're seeing now. Remember, it was just a few weeks ago, Air Force beat Navy 17 to six and it took Navy like 59 minutes to score. Exactly. Navy's a better offense than army's offense. And I think army can stay in the game. Just like you said, I I don't think air force may score 19 points. No, Uh, no. The the final might be 17, nothing. Absolutely. It could totally be that. So yeah, there's my second under of the day. I talked this game up on Monday as, as being the drunkest crowd of the season. It's Bedlam, Stillwater, Oklahoma. The Sooners come to, come to town to take on Oklahoma State. Looking back last week, I think the weather got to Oklahoma, and I'm wondering if Oklahoma was looking ahead just a little bit, ahead of Kansas to Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma is going to want to uh, right the ship here they are going to be on full alert. They know Oklahoma State is going to be out for this one. Last time it could ever be played. Of course, they said that about Texas and A&M about 10 years ago, and we saw how that happened. But one thing I know about Bedlam is Oklahoma usually wins this game, and I have a hunch that Oklahoma is going to be extra fired up for this. I think it's going to be close for a while, but I think Oklahoma pulls away late. I'm going to lay the points sooner. Five and a half. And we have a second mortgage play. Oh, wow. I wasn't expecting you to be on this one. Preach on. Yes. So uh, here's the deal. Oklahoma State, yes, they have been on a roll, but look who they've been on a roll against. Yeah. Yeah, they beat Kansas State. That was the, the outing of Ollie Gordon, essentially. But then they beat Kansas, West Virginia, Cincinnati. Prior to their bye, they, they lost to Iowa State. This may not be that good of a football team. They just happen to have a miraculous month against bad teams that you thought were good teams. Now it all comes crashing down to earth. Oklahoma's going to be ready for them. Yes, it's going to be bedlam. Yes, Oklahoma State feels that they're the the forgotten stepchild. Yeah. But it all doesn't matter because Oklahoma's the better team. And Oklahoma State's defense is bad. Keep that in mind. Plus, Oklahoma got uh, the running back back this past week. Uh, what was it? Waddle uh, Walker, Tywee Walker. He put up some good numbers last week just getting back in the offense. I think he'll be able to do even better against Oklahoma State. This next play, I, I almost scratched it, but I just, I got this. Is, this is a total hunch. Again, I'm going back to, I'm not sold on the home team here. And I'm going to take. Virginia Tech's nine and a half points on the road at Louisville. I think we're just kind of sleeping on Virginia Tech. I don't think they're any good, but I don't think Louisville's necessarily that great either. They already played their Super Bowl this year against Notre Dame 
And I think Virginia Tech is going to have a little bit of a disrespect card going on here. I think they can muck the game up, keep it low scoring, increase the variability of it. And I think they just they, they give Louisville fits and hang around enough to make this an ugly, classic ACC Coastal type game where Louisville wins like 19 to 17 weird stuff happens. This feels like a weird stuff game because weird stuff keeps happening in the ACC and why not Virginia Tech push Louisville to the wire? Get more than a touchdown? I'll take it. Give me VT plus nine and a half. Yeah, you know how invested I am in Louisville. So I almost thought about hedging with Virginia Tech when they were double digits, but now nine and a half, hey, it's, it's not worth it to me. But you're probably on the right side. I'd rather have Ted, but I I just got a hunch about that one. One of my favorite teams to play all year. I've been off them here the last few weeks. Probably been a good thing. They've struggled a little bit, but I think they're going to be back. James Madison on the road at Georgia State in Atlanta. You know, I talked about the poll earlier. Nobody cares about it. James Madison might care about it because they're not in it. And the justification was, is, oh my God, well, they're not they're not eligible, so we're not going to rank them. James Madison's going to take that personal. I think James Madison's going to run it up here, get some style points. This isn't going to be a name your score game, but I think James Madison's going to drop the hammer here and take care of business. James Madison by 17 to 20. I love the Dukes on the road, minus five and a half. I actually looked at Georgia State, but I wasn't getting enough points on it. Since I can't go Georgia State, I'm assuming you must have the right side. Gotcha. This shit show of a game. My God. There's a chance this one's over at halftime. Washington, USC, total 76 and a half. Who's going to play defense in this game? That's the thing. Washington might score 100 because they might have to score 100 to win the game. USC's, yeah, offense, <laughs> USC's offense is, is is great. We know what they can do. They're going to get up and down the field, and they will score on Washington. How's USC going to stop Washington's offense? I mean, my God. It's going over all the points here. I think this would have had to be like 85 for me to stay off it. <laughs> um, I'm going way over 76 and a half. You're absolutely right. I didn't look at the total. That was just too sky high for me. I wanted to take Washington minus three, but on the road, you you got to wonder about the mentality of USC. Do they still care? They've got the Pac-12 title in their grasp if they can win this game. But even if they do, they can't get to the, to the, to the playoffs. Playoffs, you know, how much do they want to win this game? Nonetheless, yeah, I, I see your point with, with the points. That should be a fun game. The defense would have to be more vested to win the game. The offense is going to go out and score points no matter what. If, if, if you're dialed in to actually win the game, it's the defense that's going to have to step up. And I don't think they will, so I think it's going to be a pinball game. We're looking at like at 59 to 45 or something. It's going to be a stupid, stupid game. Well, remember Washington and Oregon went to uh, 89 in their game just a few weeks ago. Yeah, like I said, I, I see no reason this would be any different. More shenanigans out west and... Sneaky team here. You've been talking them up. I'm going the other way on them. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the three points uh, with US uh, UCLA on the road at Arizona. I just think UCLA is better. Uh, I think three is way too low. UCLA they should be fired up. Hey, we're only a three point favorite here. We should we deserve more than that. I know Arizona's been hot, but at some point uh, things are gonna catch up. I think the UCLA defense is uh, is enough to trip them up here. This doesn't feel like enough points. So I'm gonna lay the points. The UCLA minus three. Yeah, we're on opposite sides of this one. 
I'm going to continue to run with Arizona plus three until they prove me wrong. Yeah, I could think be this wrong. Is the... Team favored. Ooh, big boy statements. And main event: CBS primetime LSU in Tuscaloosa to take out Alabama. Bama reeling after last year's upset down at Baton Rouge. Circle the calendar game. We've been waiting for somebody to knock off Alabama all season long to really put the put the stake in the heart of Nick Saban. And I just don't think this LSU team has enough defense to really do it. This is going to be a weird game, but it's one of those games where Bama pulls it out in the end. They're at home. It's a fair line. But Bama, because Bama, I'm laying the three points. Give me Alabama. Minus three against LSU. Okay, and once again, this is no fun because I'm on the opposite side. Damn! I love LSU here. I, I think this is where they do come true and do put the stake in the heart of Nick Saban. Give me LSU plus three, wrong team favored. And remember, I've got Mississippi 20 to one to win the division. I hope you're right, but I've seen this play out too many times. I know oh, how so this ends. I. Alabama wins. So have I. But there's got to be a time where, you know, what, what's the uh, definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and hoping things will change? Well, I'm insane then because I'm hoping it'll change this time. Yeah, that's me watching Carolina football every freaking year for the last 30 years. Those are my 10 plays. Two mortgage plays. Two plays on opposite sides. We've got to happen in this week. What else you got, buddy? Well, not only do we have two mortgage plays and two on opposite sides, but we have two parlays if you want to take them. Absolutely. Rutgers plus 18 and a half and the under 43 against Ohio State and Army plus 19 and under 31 and a half against Air Force. Parlay those babies. A lot of points, a lot of points on the side, not a lot of points on the total. I love those combinations. I have one game in midweek on Thursday. I've got TCU plus three against Texas Tech. Texas Tech plays the same kind of defense that Josh Hoover ate up against BYU a few weeks ago when he debuted. That will be the difference, and TCU will again light up a defense. Give me TCU plus three. Just trying to talk myself the other way on that game. It's just it's, I couldn't do it. On Saturday, first game on the schedule, Coastal minus one against Old Dominion. I like what the Coastal senior quarterback did this week in place of Grayson McCall. Of course, I can't remember his name right now, but it doesn't matter. He did well, and I think he's going to do well again, even traveling to Old Dominion. Old Dominion tried his damnness to knock off James Madison last week. Might be on a bit of a downer. Coastal knows how to play these big games, and they'll win this one. Ooh, I like where you're going with that one. I did not have that one on my radar at all. I love it. Next on my list, Central Florida traveling to Cincinnati, a total 59 and a half. I like the over here simply because these are two explosive offenses who are playing the poorest defenses that they've seen in quite a while. I think Cincinnati will be able to move the ball efficiently. We know Central Florida can. And uh, this game could get into the 70s. Oh, wow. We'll see about that. Again, that one wasn't on my radar either. Already talked about Ohio State and Rutgers under 43. Then I go to another total in the Big Ten, Penn State and Maryland. The line is too cheap for me to take Maryland. It's only 10. But if Maryland's going to stick around, that means they're going to score points. And Penn State's going to put up points against Maryland. 
So I'm going over 50 and a half. They may not cover the 10, but they should be able to score enough points to get over 50 and a half. Okay. I, I, I see where you're going with that. Maryland's definitely going to be up for the game. Can, can they, can they get some on the, on the Penn state defense? That'll be the question. Penn State bottled up Ohio State, but I don't know if that says more about Penn State's defense or or Ohio State's lack of of punch, especially without Henderson in the offense. That that was the case there. I I, I don't know. Maybe maybe Little Tua can do something. I'm heading to the ACC. Surely a game that you are interested in. It is Virginia hosting Georgia Tech. Cosmic Fireball. Is that what you be looking for at this point? Is that game in Charlottesville? It is. Even more, even more reason for the fireball. I <laughs> got burned that place to the ground. Built on an Indian burial ground or something. Good God. Virginia is a two and a half point favorite. I think they're learning how to win. Even after losing last week in overtime, I think that was a good game for them. Georgia Tech bouncing off of beating North Carolina. I think Virginia wins this game, and quite handily, I'll take minus two and a half. I've looked at the same thing, and I just, I couldn't bring myself to put in coin on either of those freaking teams. I moved away from the Iowa total last week, or two weeks ago. I'm back on it this week. With Iowa coming off a bye, I think somehow that offense is going to light it up a little bit. This total is minuscule it's 31 against northwestern i'm saying iowa northwestern over 31 points we got deadlined on monday's show the big news they've thrown in the towel on the points on a poll gimmick ferris is out as of the end of the season it's official now i was i was hoping for the drama of iowa needing to score 125 points in the bowl game and seeing if they even would try to do anything crazy the fact that they pulled the plug on this as an insult to all college football fans, and I want my money back. I'm surprised they didn't just outright fire him. I guess that's what happens when daddy's your coach. Exactly. I think that's more of the case there. But, but what, what do you say? That Iowa puts up its highest, highest point total now that they know Brian Ferentz is gone? Probably. Absolutely. Next on my list, two teams that also aren't able to score as much as you think they would. Houston, Baylor, under 57 and a half. There's going to be a lot of offense here, but both these teams have problems once they get into the red zone, and I think that'll continue. It's going to raise your blood pressure because there's going to be a lot of scoring opportunities, but don't be surprised if there's a lot of turnovers or turnover on downs or touchdowns turning into field goals. Yeah, I, I, I don't trust either of those teams to be able to finish like you were just talking about. That's not a bad play. Yet another under, Oregon State, Colorado, under 62. Look, man, this is going to be an exact replay of Colorado-UCLA last week, and hopefully more jewelry gets stolen from the Colorado Buffaloes. <laughs> so stupid. God, it's nonstop yeah, drama. Th- th- would it surprise you at all if they had a trip over to China and were accused of stealing jewelry before oh, they left God. the country. Oh, God. Gee, oh, my goodness. Let's <laughs> and, and please somehow, make that happen. <laughs> and somehow Daddy Ball gets involved. That'd be great. be fantastic. I mentioned Army and Air Force under 31 and a half. 
that's going to be an ugly, ugly game. It'll be fun to watch, though. I mean, the, the, the military schools can put on a fun 10-7 to 7 football game. Iowa cannot. <laughs> we talked about my next two, Arizona plus three over UCLA, LSU plus three over Bama. Come on, LSU, drive the stake through Nick Saban's heart. I'll be, che- I'll be cheering for that, but I will profit when it doesn't happen. I'm back on North Texas again. They are plus seven and a half against Texas San Antonio. This time they may actually pull off the victory as close as they came to beating Memphis last week. Right side of the line, too. Oklahoma minus five and a half against Oklahoma State. That's one of our mortgage plays. Next, I'm going to Missouri and Georgia. And this is a lot like my thinking of Penn State and Maryland. I want to take Missouri, but I'm not sure they can stay within the spread. But to stay within the spread, they're going to have to score points. I think we've seen now that Georgia's offense is better than most people expect. This could be an unexpected shootout to get into the high 60s. Give me Missouri, Georgia over 55. like where you're going with that. I figured you'd be on the Tigers on that. But I do like the the idea that Georgia's offense is is more than... It has evolved as the season's gone along. It it is ready for prime time now. Missouri's going to be fired up. They're going to have to score some points, and I think Missouri's offense is better than Florida's. We saw how that happened. So, and, and it, it may come to a point where all you need is a is a cheap late touchdown to to get that. Yeah, that that can work. Georgia's got a slot receiver who's kind of taken over for Bowers. Uh, I think his first name is Dominic. Love it. He had three catches for about eighty yards last week. And it wouldn't surprise me if he gets five or six catches this week again. Uh, he, he fits into the same location on the field as Brock Bowers. Obviously, he does different things. He's right in the eyesight of Carson Beck in the same way Bowers is. That works. Sticking with the SEC, last week, my favorite play against Tout somehow went 7-0. and And that means I'm definitely betting against his best play of the week this week. <laughs> Give me Vanderbilt plus 12 and a half against Auburn. Oh, man. I have no analysis other than he picked Auburn. That's very, very interesting. I've got no idea how to how to feel about that game. That's a, that's a bad, bad football game. <laughs> and then finally, our second mortgage play, Notre Dame minus three against Clemson. They're going to do the same thing to Clemson they did to USC. It's going to be that kind of football game. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. I completely agree with that. And you look at it this way. If USC and Clemson played a ball game, you can't tell me USC wouldn't be a three-point favorite. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Very good point. Uh, this line is just out of whack. So that's my 18. We have two mortgage plays. Oklahoma, minus five and a half against Oklahoma State in Bedlam. Notre Dame, minus three against Clemson. We're opposite of two games. I have Arizona, plus three. Mikey has UCLA on the minus side. And Mikey also has, on the minus side, Bama with three. I have LSU plus three. And then if you really want to get entertained, because gambling's fun, Army plus 19 and under 31 and a half against Air Force, and Rutgers plus 18 and a half and under 43 against Ohio State. Boom, there you go. This is a good week of football. Good Saturday of football coming up. The narratives going forward, particularly regarding conference play, will be defined really start to be fleshed out depending what happens this week it's a good good weekend of football so with that we'll come back on monday and talk about this great week of football that will then have been 
probably while we're watching college basketball. Speaking of college basketball, I'm going to throw a monkey in the wrench here. Uh oh. Um, breaking wait a minute, wait, news: a, a monkey in the wrench? Isn't it a wrench monkey in the, in the monkey, wrench? A monkey wrench in the in oh. the wheel housing. <laughs> I'm throwing a monkey into the wrench. A literal monkey. I could throw a chair onto the court. Breaking news: Bob Knight has died at age of 83. Oh no! You're kidding. Literally just broke in the last five minutes as, as we were talking here. Oh um, man! All time legend. Just an all-time freaking legend, personality warts and all. You cannot understate what he did for the game of college basketball. The 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 personality that that he brought to the game, the way that personality and his great Indiana program helped elevate the profile of college basketball as a whole in the late seventies into the into the eighties. Just an all-time freaking legend. Pour a few out for Robert Montgomery Knight. The general just passed away at 83. I, I, I've got no words for it. Yeah, I, I guess we'll talk more about that on Monday. But I guess we'll find out for sure now if they bury him face first so that everyone can kiss his ass. <laughs> That's the best producer in the business, Salad Caps, everybody. I'm Mikey Watson. We'll do this on Monday. We'll break down the football. football Spit it out, man. Spit it out. We'll break down the week of football. We'll pour a few more out for Coach Knight. And we'll look ahead to college basketball tipping off next week. I'm Mikey Watson. We'll do it next week on 60 Seniors. Jesus Christ.